Hello, heroes, and welcome to the 84th episode of Campaign. I'm Kat Cool, your host and game master. Before we get started, first, let me tell you about tabletop artisans. Are you looking to up your game in a manner never before seen? Then head over to Kickstarter to back tabletop artisans and their new project, the Adventurer's Kit. It's an all-encompassing gaming accessory designed to carry everything a player would need to play a tabletop RPG, and it doubles as a playing area. Visit tabletopartisans.com for more information and see us on Kickstarter to see for yourself. Next! Today's May the 4th! If you're listening to this today, tune into OneShot's Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash OneShotRPG, at 6.30pm Central to watch Never Tell Me the Pods' Star Wars Day shenanigans. We'll be getting up to such nonsense as toy unboxings and James and Johnny summarizing the Thrawn trilogy, which is a series that they have never read. Also, uh, like, my old childhood favorite series, so that should be a time. And now, a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Visitation! Despite having no money and a reputation for making a mess of nearly every situation they've ever been in, the Verpine have agreed to construct a new ship using the Minoc as its base. All in exchange for work. What deeds await our madcap marauders? And will it be enough to turn their cramped quarters into a lavish living space? We have two light side points and four dark side points. The scene opens on... All of you waking up in the morning, the barracks hive (laughs) (laughs) on, uh, what is this place called? On carbon 15. What are your bunking situations? What do they have set up for visitors? Oh gosh. Hammocks, but attached to the wall so that you have to sleep upright. (laughs) Yeah. They also are like separated in a way that would make it impossible to have sexual relations inside of one of these bunks. The safest way is abstinence. That's the only only sure proof way. A lot of the material is abstinence only. (laughs) But it's not solely abstinence only material because they don't. Abstinence only at all then. Well, so it's like they didn't understand the concept of abstinence only, so it's very heavy on abstinence. and it's heavy. Yeah. So yeah. it's not it's not a comfortable sleep. No. Because you have to stand, basically. Is there a verpine waiting for us when we uh, awake? Just like there's standing one right standing in front of there us staring at you. Oh, they I stay love there the these whole guys. night in case we need anything. Yeah. Um, are we leaving immediately to do this? Well, I imagine you should probably discuss your plans. You yeah. can do that wherever. I sure. don't care. Is there any way that we can get equipment or breakfast? Or Both of those things are possible. Yeah. All three of these things. Okay, are very let's change possible. up the order: breakfast, weapons, intelligence, tactical brunch. Tactical brunch? Tactical brunch. brunch. It's a tactical brunch. I turn to the verpine and say, it's a tactical brunch. It's a tactical brunch! (laughs) What dance move does Tamlin do? He waves his arms really excitedly, and that alarms the verpine whose wings stick straight up. No, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. He was just excited about tactical brunch. You understand. It turns and starts to walk away. We're gonna uh, we're gonna follow it. I think Trist has two fingers in the forward position and uh, motions everybody forward. Uh, Lenik does the same. Neither of you need to do that. Yeah, well. Yeah, but if we start doing it now, when we do need to do it, it'll be second nature. I'm really doing it to prove a point because he doesn't need to do it. So you also called yourself like co-captain or second captain. Well, captain. <laughs> That's the first time you've ever even tried to call yourself captain, and I don't like it. What? If, do you want a title? What if I would love a title? 
title. First officer. I tried to give it to Bacta, and he didn't want it. I'm a lieutenant. Yeah, which is well, higher? Guess what? Which is higher? First officer's higher. Okay. I'm an actual lieutenant. I don't. Yeah, but that's not a ship rank. I'm an actual. Yes, it is. It's a rank I'll head on a ship. Can What's you it? tell me what is the highest rank you can have that is not? Was captain? I made the first mate at some point? Admiral, yes. you're the skipper, I think. No, no, I... Lynn's admiral. Admiral. Okay, you're the. Lynn is not the admiral. No, Lynn, Lynn is... is the admiral. No, when Lynn and I, I was the first one to meet Lynn, and we negotiated something that I don't remember because I mate. was drunk. Okay, I've got it. I was first mate. Trist is the skipper. <laughs> Lynn is the professor. Bacta is... The movie star and you're his wife. <laughs> I think Bacta's... I can do worse. Bacta's, Bacta's Gilligan, I think. <laughs> No, okay. So then I'm first mate. Let me no, no. stop. I will lay You're it again. I will lay it out. I'm, and I'm the Harlem Globetrotters. I will lay it out for you right now. Lenick. Harlem Globetrotters. No, you are quartermaster. No. You are the doctor, chief medical officer. Okay. I am the captain, and Lynn is the first officer. I don't want to be whatever you said. You're the quartermaster. That makes, I have to make beds and stuff. No, it's, you're the quartermaster because one quarter of you is fake. That is true, but no. Doesn't it mean that you're in charge of stuff? I don't know. That is what it means. It's technically what it means. Well, I'm in charge of stuff? Yeah. Oh, so my real job. (laughs) Yes. Okay. You're in charge. (laughs) Feel like it's like, a good like job. office manager and facilities stuff. Yeah. Yes, okay. you're a facilities coordinator Great. on a spaceship. Great, awesome, awesome. I, this is right in my my actual wheelhouse. <laughs> what? It's my job. Hmm. Cabin boy. Oh. Is cabin boy a good job? Yeah. Yeah. If you Fun like the job. poop deck. <laughs> What's the poop deck? What, what do you the, think? It's the main floor of the ship. Okay. So Wait, the one floor that we have on the you ship. You swab those. Yep. Yes, you do. So that means more scrub foot. Mm, okay. I'm fine with this. I'm fine with this. <sighs> okay, so a tactical brunch. Uh, we sit down to eat. What are the verpine? What do the verpine feed us? Yeah. Well, so they all eat soylent, <laughs> Magenji, which is a light green, sweet tasting fungus. Ooh, Magenji is, is with you. Farmed. Do you guys think you can eat Magenji? Hey! Light side point. You can all eat this and thing. And it's delicious. Yeah, it's sweet tasting. Okay. So yeah, how is it dispensed? I think they scrape it off of something. Ooh, that's a good one. They have like oh, yeah. an. They have like a. You know when you go to like a buffet and there's like a roast they and they have in, a person like, who's like, they bring in rocks. Yeah, it's like a hero. It's like a hero. They bring in rocks and they scrape it off of oh, the rocks. Yeah, fresh to the plate. And uh, <laughs> who wants to be the first one to try it? I'll do it. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely this might not be that, that unusual to, to me. So we all watch Lena. <laughs> hey, Lena, he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Lena likes it, like we all kind of like take some and this isn't half bad. This is good. It's half good, in fact. Yeah. Lynn opens her notebook and, like, makes a rubbing of it and starts making observations as she eats. Oh, come on. (laughs) What? Can you just not be you for one meal? I don't think that's... Fair enough. I mean, how could I not be me? Yeah, well, but, you know, you know what he means. Okay, could you not be you for one meal, Lena? I sure could, couldn't I, then? Oh, please be that instead. All right, this is me for... So much better. For all tactical brunch, this is me. Okay, wow. I'm really sorry we did that because a tactical brunch is 45 minutes. (laughs) I'm not sorry. Sorry, one bit. Let's Gov. talk about the plan. All Let's right, then. talk about the plan. All right, okay. what's the plan then, Gov? So do we have transportation? We can't take the Minoc. It's going to be repaired. That's one of the things that we're going to have to bring up to Bzzks. We could just Very invite Bzzks to the tactical brunch. 
But it's all restarted, hasn't it? Is Bzzx in this cafeteria? Wow, you could make me a daunting spot check. Oh yeah, to recognize. Could Bzzx we just? Could we just ask one. someone? Oh man, I can't wait to go up to someone who's not physics. <laughs> what is the? What's the spot check in this? Uh, it's perception. Ooh, and I've got that in spades. Can we not ask someone? Huh? Is that rude to ask someone? You don't. Daunting you don't know. Four. That's xenology oh. to know. Flip a dark side point. Oh. To upgrade one of those. Yeah, he kind of nailed it. It's just a triumph and a, just a triumph. two threats. But does it succeed? Yes. Wow. A triumph and two threats, and it succeeds. Okay. What's unique about Bzzx such that you're able to notice them? Scar. A scar. Yeah, he's got a scar because Bzzx is a um, like an architect or a, uh, what's it called, an engineer. Yeah. And uh, something dropped on him while he was doing some sort of craftsman issue. Well, they were doing some sort of like manual labor. Mm-hmm. So on like on their back, oh, like on one of their vestigial wings, they have a chunk missing kind of and like mm. a red scar on their back as well. Okay, cool. You see them up on a slightly raised dais, I guess not talking, animatedly switching around their antenna with another verpine who is similarly clothed in a more refined garb. Trist excuses himself from tactical brunch by doing the two fingers and moving out. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lenik does the same. And he moves towards uh, Bzik's table. Pardon me, Bzik's. Good morning. Hello. I thought I recognized you uh, from across the hall. We're over at uh, our table having a little tactical brunch. We thought that maybe there was some information that you could provide about our upcoming mission. Would it be possible if uh, we invited you to join us? For current brunch? Yeah, we're going to eat and talk about the plan. Ah, I am currently speaking to Medlix. I didn't know my apologies, Medlix. I'm sorry that I uh, interrupted. Hello. Hello. Uh, you know what? Finish your conversation. If you do have a chance and if you have the time, pop on over. We'd love to have you. Okay. Otherwise, we should be meeting regardless, yes? Sure, yeah. But we figured you're here, we're here, you know? At eating time. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you have like a separation of eating and talking time? Is that... No, it's totally, I mean, hey, this is your asteroid, right? The way that we do it, like, eating is a very social thing. You eat, you talk, you plan. We do it all in one sitting. Ah. But you know what? I love doing it in ways that I've never tried before. That's a real thing about me. So I'm happy to... God, it's real. I'm happy to, you know, save the talking until it's time for talking and eating when it's time for eating. Okay. Bzzz, always nice. Medlix. Medlix? God, it's good to meet you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Hey, see you on the asteroid. In in Trist's absence, I want to roll a warfare uh, knowledge (laughs) um, to determine why the Imperials might be interested in the area. Interesting. Why they might be interested in the area. Stuff that has nothing to do with the very expensive and renowned marble, marble stone. Right. Well, I mean, it's more about, like, what is going to convince them that this is not worth it. I'm because just trying to determine difficulty. If Minister Blue wants this Larmal Stone, for instance, there's nothing that will stop <laughs> them from getting this Larmal Stone 
It's gone Larmal Stone. However, if it's just like them going, hmm, can this be used? Let's assess whether the planet is dangerous. Then we might be able to convince them that the atmosphere of the planet is just too dangerous and that it's not worth dealing with. Yeah, I guess three. Okay. I don't know why I spent so long trying to establish what this check was, <laughs> because I'm going to fail when I roll. Oh, no. No, you will. Oh, you will. Oh, yep. buddy. That's a failure. No, really? Oh, just, oh, just Obviously, you made it three. I thought that you were good at knowledge warfare. I am, but only one green and one yellow. So, no, you're not. <laughs> is the answer to that. It's not very good. You know that Larmal Stone is one of the most precious materials in the galaxy. Oh, Chris. Oh, hey, uh, people like diamonds. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's marbles really, really rare, and people like blue. Like, he has this on his ship. This is probably why Mendel Baudo knows these people, is he came here to strike a deal on Larmal stone and then went oh my god they're phenomenal ship counterintelligence that's my advice we have to have some kind of encounter with them where we convince them that there's not much left what if we just steal it all I don't know that that's possible. Lynn, do you know anything about Lomelstone? I guess it's produced over a pretty long time. This is the only place to get it. Those aren't, they listed two mines, but those aren't the only active mines. Um, okay. A lot of Verpine own, I think, 12 other mines. If it's more expensive for the Empire to set up their own mines than buy from the Verpine, then they probably won't want to interfere too much. I think that there are also some natural pests within the mines. Um, okay, I like that. That are dangerous to mine around. So what if we breed a bunch of those pests them <laughs> loose? Well, that sounds like probably something out of our time range. Well, okay. Depending on what the natural pests are, if we, you know, secret them on board an Imperial ship, then the pests spread everywhere. They go, oh, look at all these horrible pests that we got from this mine. We should stop mining We here. should stop mining here. That could be part of it. Okay, that's pretty cool. So that's one question that we have to ask when they come back is what kind of pests are we dealing with in those mines? Okay. And maybe, Lynn, Lynn, do you know of any like super bad pest that like is just so bad it makes a planet like totally even Explorcore wouldn't go there? Like bed bugs, but for a planet. Yeah. Space whites, but they exist out in the vacuum, uh, not on planets. Well, but isn't there that rumor that verpines can exist in the vacuum? Mm -hmm. So maybe... Oh, man. But if they're already operating here, they know that they can't. Yeah. I mean, they can with breezers, but um, that's only for construction purposes. I, most people, like, like, look, Kessel's a mine, right? Yes. There are energy... Uh, sp mm, sp 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 spiders. Yes. They're... Warp spiders. Oh, you're back. Are they, um, um... No, so get this. They separate <laughs> eating and talking, like, completely. Oh! Yeah, eating time, talking time. Well, that's oh, fun. Two that's separate interesting. times. It's very interesting. She starts writing a bunch of notes. Because, like, that's just not the way I've experienced eating in many cultures. I feel like many cultures do that, actually, yes. Like, work and eating, yes. Yeah. So that's a normal Business thing. lunches. Yeah, no business. Tactical wow. lunches. No wonder they're so nice. It's an entire culture without business lunches. Right. That's a fairly common thing, especially if you value things like um, like family and community, which we know that they do. What, you think it's... Okay. What? 
Nothing. What were you about to say? I was about to talk about culture, and then I realized I don't care. Oh, come on. Now, I really want to know. No, I think that talking while you're eating is way more, like, familial. No, but they clearly talk. Look at them. They're talking right now. And you look over, they're not talking. It's just that their antenna are moving. Yeah, well, okay. I don't know. All I know <laughs> is that the concept of a tactical brunch is very alien to them. And since they're aliens, we have to agree <laughs> that what... They're doing here is the right thing. So we're going to meet up with them after brunch. Okay. So, <laughs> Trist, we were going through lists of tactics that we think would convince the Empire that conducting their own mining operation here is a not good idea. Okay. Um, so far, we've come up with put pests on their ship. Got it. And now we're trying to think of a super dangerous pest that we could convince them is here. Well, I was just saying that Kessel has some of the most terrifying creatures in the galaxy, according to, to me. Um, like, because you shoot them and it just powers them up, you know? There's things that you can't really fight against adequately, and they still mine there, and they put beings in the mines. Yeah, yeah oh. the Empire doesn't really care about their people. The Empire cares about one thing, profit. They care about those sweet, sweet margins, baby. Yeah, depending on who it is, profit could be a major motivator or demotivator. So, so we have to think of a way <laughs> that we can wreck the Empire's profit margin without them wanting to invest a significant amount of troops in securing their profit margin. What if we flood the market with the material, causing the price to go way down? Now, that's another plan that requires us having a ton of raw material. Yeah. So I let's think of this from a position of what we have, which is practical. Nothing. Sounds right. We need to make it look like they are not going to turn a profit mining in this system. What if we pretend to be interior designers? Loving this. And we convince them that this material is out. Mm. And some new material is what's in. It's a good idea. As in like nobody is buying milestone? Yes. Yeah. I don't know that we can convince them that the market is not buying it because the market is a bigger <laughs> entity. And this has to be a permanent solution. We could convince them that these mines tapped out. Haunted. <gasps> we could convince them that they're haunted. Sure. Yeah, but we could also convince them that there is no stone in these mines. How can we do that? Well, we just make a lot of spooky noises while they're walking around and then and they'll think that it's ghosts. So we could dress up like a ghost. Yes. Just like when the Space Brady Bunch... We just have to get them to survey, and then we'd have to take control of their survey droid? Or y we could yes. get them... Yes, Lynn! Yes! We could get the survey droid... We could... Either way, we have to get to the survey droid, I Can guess. Can survey droids see ghosts? Because we could get the survey droid to survey a tapped-out mine, and then scramble its programming so it reports that it was in the mine that they were going to go into. Right. We could also get into a survey droid and just scramble its programming so that it just reported that there is no... I think option two... Who is the best there? But yeah, if we just get onto... Oh, we need a slicer. We need a slicer, but if we can get onto those ships and bug all those droids, they're Watch all going to float around <laughs> and collect bad data and bring it back. Okay. We... The problem are, is mm -hmm. that I see immediately <laughs> is that none of us has the skills or the wherewithal to accomplish that. We don't have a slicer at our disposal. I guess we'll just have to convince them that it's haunted. Couldn't we? Kleenex, that didn't work when we were trying to protect that pirate's treasure from those teenagers. <laughs> I feel like probably Verpine, I bet someone around here is a good slicer, right? Oh, they've got to have a slicer, but would they give us one of their slicers? I feel like we're asking a lot. Because we are already, we're already right. putting ourselves on the line, and we told them that we would do this. Right, I right. don't 
think that's a bad idea because the thing that they would have trouble with is acquiring the droids in the first place. The thing that they'd be very good at is reprogramming droids. Let me ask you this. Who knows how to reprogram an Imperial (laughs) droid better than anyone else? The Empire. The Empire. And what do we have? We have a bunch of Imperials. All we need to do is capture one of those Imperials and force them to reprogram their own droid. I but don't, then I, we have a loose string. I also don't... Well, kill we him. would kill him, back to Oh, I don't like doing that. Okay. Guys, can we stop killing people? No. No. I, Here's what we'll no, do. No, hold, hold on. This is important. No. I, a question. We will not stop doing a thing that we all like. Is this a thing? What, since when is this a thing? I just I don't want to kill so many people. <laughs> if we couldn't <laughs> I wouldn't I don't want to kill the people. Have you been feeling guilty? I mean, I just... Look, oh, can you look. raise your hand if you were created specifically to kill? Okay, but that's like a specific reason that people feel guilty about killing people. Did you know that? No. Yeah, that's like the whole thing with PTSD. Yeah, it's like a thing. Also, I just don't... If, look, I have no problem defending the people that I love, I do have a problem with kidnapping someone, forcing them to do something, and then murdering them. I've got a big problem with that. Even if they're the bad guys? Okay, okay, <sighs> hold on. We'll just convince if, them that we're interior designers. If Bacta has a a big problem with us killing this person, which is frankly stupid. But if Bacta feels that way, then we don't kill them. We have to use more subtle tactics to convince them that what they're doing is the right thing to be doing. Okay, but like, are we not killing them? Wink? Or like, are we not killing them? I vote wink. Well, I, I mean, vote wink. No, look, no, look, no, wink, I think wink no is wink. the backup plan because like Bacta said, he has no problem with killing people if we have to do Okay, it. here's what we do. <laughs> We find an Imperial officer, knock them out, dress like them, give the orders to reprogram a droid to an Imperial slicer. There are definitely ways to do it. How do we know that we're going to find the slicer, right? Because there's a good chance that this is just a mining operation and that there's no one there who has the skills. But if they're sending out probe droids, wouldn't they have to send out someone who knows how to maintain them? That's Union. That's Union. I don't know this. Do you? Wait, Bacta. Is that Union? Would you know this? You might know this. There's a chance. Depending on how large (laughs) the detachment is, yes. If it's a Star Destroyer, then yes, they're going to have a technician on board for the droids. If it's a Star Destroyer, then we're screwed here. There's no... Incorrect. Uh, Empire might just have Star Destroyers to piss around. Who knows? But if it's a small detachment, they're going to have a team of scientists. They're going to have a geologist because they have to assess the readings from the droids. And they're going to have some military backup. So there is a chance there could be a technician, but we shouldn't count on it. So here's the plan the way that I see it. We infiltrate, we strategically take out a few of them, make it look like these military personnel died in some sort of mining slash pest accident. We use one of the commanders to issue an order that these droids be reprogrammed so it looks like the mines are tapped out. So what the Empire gets is that military detachment was killed, mines are tapped out, Conclusion has to be, not worth our time. We, Ipsy Dixie, get the heck out of there, and we're good to go. We fulfilled our obligation, and we haven't traced it back to us. And we can bring a bunch of ships back, too, if everybody's dead. Well, not everyone has to be dead, because someone has to tell the story. But yeah, we could bring some ships back. I think that's the best we can do with the resources we have. Speaking of resources that we have, I don't have any thermal detonators, and I do want to start carrying those. We can 
steal those from the Imperials. I would like a um a handgun at some point. Doesn't need to be now. You okay. want a blaster? Yeah, I just have. Did you not keep one of the blasters? We had like thirty that we sold. So many loose blasters. I just don't around. have one. <laughs> I don't know if these guys are going to have blasters. I don't know. We probably have an extra on the ship somewhere. I don't think we do. I mean, I certainly don't. I've got this slug thrower. Did you check the grenade you locker? Have a slug thrower? Yeah, I've got a slug thrower. I would prefer a slug thrower, actually. Well, I'm... Okay. What, am I just giving it to yes. you? Yes. This seems ridiculous. Why? Because whenever I want to, like, have sex or something, it's always no. Thank you for the slug thrower. It's lovely. Yeah, it is lovely. This is perfect. Ugh, treat her well. And you knew he had a slug thrower. I completely forgot that he has, had a slug thrower. I don't a think lot, I ever knew. A lot. We didn't sleep a lot, and a lot happened in those few days. <laughs> also, he specifically said that he only took his two blasters, so you were lying to us when we got off the ship. Well, the point of a holdout gun is to keep it in your holdout. We should all get holdout pistols at some point. Well, I had one. At one point, one minute ago, I had one. A slug thrower should never be your holdout pistol. These things are very dangerous. It's good that I have it. I have, uh, a, I have a bunch of holdout thermal detonators. Listen, sweetie, I know that guns Don't are dangerous. Don't call me sweetie. Don't call me... Well, I'm, you didn't call me yeah. anything. Don't call me late for uh, tactical brunch, you let's know what I'm saying? <laughs> go meet... I think we have to wait for him. He's eating. Them. Uh, them. First of all, them. they gone. We look over and Bizix is gone. <laughs> oh, he, why are they? They leave quiet because they're not think yelling. think we can grow this fungus on the ship? Oh, also, we're the only ones screaming. <laughs> <laughs> we like pan out. <laughs> we pan it's out. It's like a very and silent. There's, like, silent, there's but... four of us at a, or five of us at this table in the middle and the rest of the room is like cleared out in a wide <laughs> radius. This is just them eating on the outskirts of a huge circle <laughs> as we're being Way too loud. You? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just silent. It's just unpleasantly loud. And those that. Well, the hive. Basic. They yeah. don't really ever talk to each other. They just move their antenna yeah, around. Yeah, and this whole this whole area is not <laughs> built to, for acoustics because they don't make any noise. So yeah. it's just awful it's in echoes. here. <laughs> Bless. Okay. Uh, what's the transition? Oh, it's a bunch of the slop food falls into a plate and splatters, <laughs> and then that splatter turns into like oil dripping from the bottom of the Minoc, where we meet Bizik. Oh, cool. Like, you know, right right nearby the ship. In space? No, they've moved it to a dry dock. So, Bizix, we need some information. What do we know about the Imperial presence? What are they most afraid of? Uh, okay, let's back it up. Half step. What do we know about the Imperial presence? <laughs> what are they most afraid of? All right. <laughs> What's a half step? Because we just did the full step Just Lenix part. Just All right, Lenix, your part. part's the half step. So when we back it up a half step, just exclude okay, your so, part. So uh, everything's gone except for what I'm saying. Back it up to the half step. What are they most afraid of? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What an interesting question. Thank you. The Imperials as a whole, I would say rebellion. Good. Well, I, we have that going for oh, us because we plan to bring answer. a lot of rebellion to them. I meant more like what types of ghosts, like full body apparitions, EVPs, just cold feelings. Trist takes his <laughs> blaster, which is on stun, and quick draws his blaster and shoots Selenic in, like, in the back with it. Just Whoa. enough for him to vomit like one breadstick. Bzzik steps back again. But whenever you guys do anything mildly antagonistic to each other, and that is severely antagonistic, Bzzik looks horrified. Doctor runs over to Lenik and like starts checking him over. <laughs> one breadstick. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, our friend here had too many breadsticks. What we were talking about is what is the Imperial presence like Most in this quadrant? <laughs> what kind of ships have you seen? How many? Have any Imperials touched down on the planet? Oh, they mostly travel by shuttle. Okay. 
Um, That's good. Different shuttles to and fro. They operate on a two-month cycle, I would say, changing out. So they're already performing their own mining operations? They've been uh, operating consistently since the changeover from the Republic five years ago. Okay, never mind. Not necessarily a deal breaker. Do they have survey droids working in the area as well? One would imagine that they would. Okay. okay. Mines can tap out at any time. They're ostensibly digging and tunneling at this point, which is perfect for our whole, like, collapse slash tunnel invasion creature thing happening. But also, it's this is still very good for us. We're okay. still in good position. What about Star Destroyers? I have never seen a Star Destroyer, and I hope never to. Perfect. That's good. We, we hope that same thing. We'll minimize that as well. Do we have any idea of headcount of operating in this area? The mining operations on Nickel 1 and Roach D42 are led by Captain Drine, and her operation is, um, from what I know, a small detachment of stormtroopers and scientists. Any slicers? I do not know. Okay. Do you know anything about this Captain Drine? She is quite severe and... Um, no, useful stuff. Is she leggy? <laughs> uh, she is tall. <laughs> okay, wheelhouse. Okay, I think maybe we could contact the crystals about any sort of, you know, human intelligence on these people. I'm sure they all possess human intelligence. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, so the other question that we were wondering, is there any sort of natural pest presence on the planet that might be useful? Uh, yes, as in all asteroids of the Roach system, there are a, a certain number of exogorths and other slugs. We use them to help grow them Genji here. Oh, neat! Good to know! But they can be quite vicious when you are not keeping them under control. Perfect. And a large exogoth presence might be enough to keep a major mining operation away. Aside from that, minor pests like Minox are what we are used to. Us okay. too. Um, and this might be a bad <clears throat> question because it's just not the right type of prey here, but are there any, like, really creepy parasites... We consider Minox fairly creepy. Well, creepier, Not, creepier. Yeah, but like, like, I mean, burrowing into flesh and like, you know, you think you're fine and then a couple hours later, blah, it pops out your stomach and runs around and gets everybody else on the ship. Like a xenomorph. Like a xenomorph. Have you seen the movie Alien? Aliens. Alien Resurrection. Alien 3. Oh, Alien vs. Predator. Did you see Prometheus? Alien vs. Predator 2. When they win, we all lose. Did you see Predators? I think it was called Predator 2. Predators was the one with... Um, oh, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Okay. Terminator? Yes, I have seen Terminator. Oh, nice. What do you like better, Terminator or Terminator 2? I quite liked Terminator 2, but I think that Terminator 1 has many merits. Uh, yeah. Oh, but that doesn't really help us because... That's like a different science fiction movie. Well, same director. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> and I think the, to the tone of Terminator versus Terminator 2, the tone shift is similar to the tone shift of Alien to Alien. Eerily similar. Yeah. But wait a second. Cameron only directed <laughs> Alien, right? Yeah, and he directed Terminator. But he didn't direct you know, Alien. He didn't direct Alien. He, d he directed Aliens. Aliens. Did he direct Terminator 2 then? Alien was directed by...
by Ridley, Ridley Scott. Scott. Ridley Scott. Does the redemption story in Terminator Two have something to do with what you are trying to explain to me? Um, no, I really don't even count anything past T two. Nah, we were no. just looking for really scary pists that we could maybe convince them. Terminator to Genesis was kind of neat, if I'm being honest. It sounds like this Captain Drine is the one that's in charge of both of the mining operations here. Yes, they are connected operations. The same operations flood across two asteroids. So we have to do enough damage to make it seem like both of these mining operations are no longer going to be fruitful. I think it's also a good idea for us to investigate any personal history on Drine. Most Imperials are willing to take a loss if they can call it a win for their career. Are we talking about blackmail here? Uh, blackmail could factor into it. It's mostly a factor of how does Drine go to her Imperial superiors and tell them this is not a good operation and it makes her look good. Okay, fair enough. And that could be a question of her personal history. If the crystals have anything on Drine and know about her, if we got maybe even a short career history, we might be able to figure out which levers to pull. Certainly. Who are the crystals, please? Uh, the crystals... Oh, they're our favorite band. Yeah, well, you don't get to deceive. <laughs> the Kyber Crystals, they're a band. Like a punk band. Okay. M music band. Anyway. What was the deception? Not deception, just, uh, remember I told you that we were wanted Imperial criminals? Yes. We have a lot of, uh, wanted Imperial criminal contacts, and it's probably not best for us to go blabbing their business all over the galaxy. Not to say that we don't do it, we do. And often. Yes. One of the things that Perut learned was that earlier, when the Linek one mm -hmm. said That's that, me. uh, you kept quiet and secret news that he was lying. Oh, Big time. But also, he too dumb to know when he tell the truth. So it's not his fault. That was very interesting syntax. Yes. Can I ask you a question? Another one. Okay, buddy. Is this your card? <laughs> clap, 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 clap. People drop tools to clap. It sounds like we still have an, an operating plan in the works. The other thing that we may need from you is transportation, since obviously the Minoc is going to be um, scrapped. I, I, How are we... Oh, go I, ahead. I do ask that in uh, dealing with the Drine, again, that you do not upset things with the rest of the Hive, meaning the rest of Verpine. I have not been able to organize the other colonies and hives against them. For instance, the hives on Research Station Chantipole are very closely connected to them. Mm. Are they working with her? I am unaware of what they are doing, but they will <sighs> not work against them to oust them from the system. Don't worry, things go according to plan, which they usually do with us. Everything will be bloodless, and the Empire will leave, never to come back, calling it a win. I really do think that probably our best bet is researching this person who's running the Imperial campaign here and seeing... Seducing if... her, blackmailing her. I get it. I know what I have to do. Oh, no. Please do not employ seduction that is very dangerous for your species. <laughs> no. Only when it leads to procreation. But... That I... is not true. No, indeed. Procreation is the best function that it could lead to. But <laughs> but no, the other recreational <laughs> uses are s simply simply abominations that are dangerous to you. <laughs> um, yes, there are risks. It is kind of gross, right? That is... Uh, like when you think about it? it? It is immaterial to my concerns. Well, I know, but we're real talk. It's pretty gross, right? And like, how does it even work? 
we will be sure, we will be sure to exercise all available caution in this matter. But back to our transportation. How are we going to get close enough to the Empire? Yeah, could we get a ship that maybe would normally be traveling there to look sort of incognito? Ah, I suppose that. Would you prefer a shuttle or would you prefer uh, stealth hoppers? Hmm. Whatever would blend in more. Would I rather go to the airport in a bus or on a motorcycle? Uh, we'll take the motorcycles, please. They shall be arranged. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Would you like to show me your ship? Oh, yes. absolutely. It's right here. It's this one. Now, most of this is pretty basic design for the blessed boat. Uh, however, we have a kind of a unique engine setup that we'd like to preserve in... Well, this is not a standard blessed boat at all. It has two floors. Well, well, yes. I mean, but that's cosmetic. Uh, we're just trying to create more space. Floors aren't really cosmetic. Floors are in incredibly cosmetic and they're highly functional they're as functional. you can see you have two you have much more space i mean yeah we've got a lot more space but you know with the business cards what are we gonna do with business cards i don't think we have any more any anymore. no we don't because there was a fire anyway the most unique mechanical thing about our blast boat Tris, is, the, is all the fire damage <laughs> Does it uh, seem like Bacta's kind of stepping on my toes as quartermaster over here? <laughs> um, I mean, I am in charge of all, like, facilities-related Yeah, questions. you're more like arms and armaments. Um, <laughs> but Bacta's the medical officer, so this is way <laughs> out of his jurisdiction. I mean, technically, the captain should be explaining this stuff, but I'll be honest with you, I don't know dip-diddly about the ship, except the cockpit. Lynn knows a fair amount about the ship being a first officer, so... Yeah, but I think Lenik is also the engineer, so maybe he could explain the unique engine setup that we have that we'd like to preserve. You mean the one that Lynn built? Well, yes, I, but I he, stole do it from we her. think that I should be the one that, for the next however long this takes, no. explains how the ship works? Is that what we all think should happen right now? Maybe uh, no one should have blown up my spot. <laughs> As quartermaster, I would like to delegate this very important responsibility to Lynn. But on... Quartermasters don't delegate. They absolutely delegate. Lenik, why don't you and Bacta and Tris explains this. We'll each explain the while part. While I continue to research what's going on with this particular hive structure, as I have been doing. is that Does that sound good with everyone? I mean, no one knows the thing that you just said, but sure. I mean, I could make up weird bubbly booga booga bob and say that that's what I'm doing all day. Okay, okay. So... We have a unique engine structure. Our ship is called the Minoc. It was called that before, but it now has the unique property of being able to siphon energy off of other ships. So it's sort of a backronym. What, does, a backronym. It, what does Minoc stand for? No, yeah, it's not a backronym. Well, it's, it's like a, ba- a backrefor. Backro- uh, oh, no, 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 no. There's a word. There's a word for this. Um... <sighs> Anyway, we've got ion a cannons, pollution? we've got torpedoes, uh, we've got um, a lot of firepower, we got a gunnery bay, captain's chair, co-pilot's seat, a navigation hutch. We have a computer system named CAT that is uh, both our cook and our um, primary Captain. CPU. Could you bring it up for me? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, cat, initiate... Oh, no, just bring it up. I'm sorry? Just bring it up here. The word is aptronym. Aptronym. Yep. It's a word that means a word that is appropriate for the thing it does. Cat, oh, open... that's very nice. Yep. Open so... a recipe profile. Why are you addressing it in such a way? This is just the way that we have to do it. <laughs> and we'd like to keep it that way if uh, Please don't could. break this function. Cat, um, open a recipe profile. Query. Yes. Why? I think that 
think she likes she, it. Yeah, I think she chose. I think she this. chose this setting. The cable on our ship was broken for a while, and all we got was the Food Network. Is so this is this safe? She watched is a lot of Gormanda. I think so. I would call it very dangerous. Oh yes, but they... should I be installing an additional? Well, we, we do have another system called James that's juice and milk. Should so, I be installing another primary computer system? No, I think we're good. Well, we should ask Kat if she wants a husband before we start. Or a friend. Or a child. Or, a, or a, like a parent. Okay, you're right. Or a pet. We should ask Kat what she wants, and then maybe you can install another computer system if she wants a buddy. Kat, would you like a pet to cook? <laughs> wait, no. wait, wait, no, wait. There's a better way to phrase that. <laughs> Kat, would you like a cooking partner? Like Define a Julian Julia situation. Like a Julian Julia situation. Like, you know, you'll be someone to help you with the recipes. Or someone to blog about your a recipes. A sous chef. Yes. yes. Procure me a sous chef. Yes. Okay. And they'd so... handle all the ship systems and you'd have you'd have primary kitchen functions and they'd handle everything. Secondary else. kitchen functions. Yes. yes. Secondary kitchen functions. I smell romance. A John. <laughs> Can you build us a John? <laughs> Why would it be named that? Well, we'll, we'll let we'll him pick his name, but I'm pretty later. sure he's going to like it. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. But you are comfortable with me giving you an additional computer system. Yes. Yeah. Just so that we are clear, any system built by the Roche Hive Mechanical Apparatus Design and Construction Activity for those who need the Hive's machines will be a safe ship. Oh, boy. Thank you. Please continue. Okay. Okay, sure. I simply would like all of you to live. Beggars can't be choosers, so looks like we have to accept those terms, huh? What if we just don't get the extra computer and we just stick with cat? Well, we're going to have a John that's built in, and this doesn't help Brizzit uh, from understanding what we're saying. Are you sure? I am very sure. I can understand you perfectly. Oh, great. So, yes, do I will not be John. getting rid of cat. The cat system will remain intact. I understand that it is for some reason important to you. Emotionally. Yeah. I also think it's pretty obvious to anyone <laughs> listening that without the cat system, we would have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> and by anyone listening, of course, I mean... All of you. All of... All of the, the hive mind. The hive mind. Yes, there are thousands listening to you right yeah, now. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's insane that thousands of hive mind people listen to this. Please continue the talk. And they can communicate without speaking verbally. Well, most of them are just drones that really can't talk. <laughs> also, another kind of important thing about the ship, you see this setup that we have in the engine room, this sort of bonsai lizard habitat. You have a great number of animals. Yes, <laughs> well, we, de yes. we definitely need that to remain yeah. intact. And it's just the one kind, it's just the lizards, you know, we got rid of the rabbits. Thankfully. So yeah. the lizards in the trees are very God, important for... God, do we save for... any of those rabbits? And that what would have been the perfect aquatic pest. feature. This complex aquatic feature. That's a bathtub. That keeps oh, the, these the... trees alive, which in turn keep these lizards alive. And the, the things moving inside of the aquatic feature. Oh, those are eels. Oh, yeah, we do need those eels as well. The whole ecosystem has to stay. Does it need to be inside of the engine room? No. Well, it can no. Kind of, kind of be in wherever. Fact, in fact, we, we better relocate that. If we could make like maybe just a room that's like a park. We don't have like a, a room currently park room, without or things that can be ruined in it, so we just put it in the engine room. But really, if we could get all these eels and trees... And the uh, lizards. And the lizards, too. Away from that, that'd be ideal. All right. Maybe a hammock, a nice hammock between a couple of the trees. That'd be nice. These trees are not big enough to support that. These are very small trees. Well, I'm a small guy. Um, I'm blithe. Oh, okay. So this needs Willowy. to be a fairly large ship, then? 
How many ship's quarters do you require? Well, four quarters. Make a whole ship. <laughs> but in general, five would be good. No, six. Six people came aboard. Yeah, so that's a ship and well, a half. Well, uh, six and a half. We got a, a boy. Two boys. No, five main and six came aboard, including the small boy. We're getting rid of Nemo, I think. Nemo will be in- getting rid of Nemo. Uh, will you be taking on additional guests? Yeah, probably. Oh god, knowing us. I mean, we should probably a, keep a room for around, Cliff and make it around ten. There's not a verpine that wants to like go on a space adventure. I is there? would love that. If any of you want to come for a ride, we would love to have you. No joke. Cliff and Jane can share a room, so let's just call it ten. They yeah, have their yeah, own ship now, but ten oh. seems uh, outside of. Excessive. It does seem excessive, but I assure you, it we is can not. fill them. Why don't we do eight? Five. But if we could get uh, like right a now, guest, if you see guest bedroom, yeah, if you see right here in this little dining booth area, we have people can sleep on this booth, and uh, we, we just just areas in this ship where people can sleep and be private. That would be nice. Uh, okay. Um. So, but back, back, yeah, back to this engine setup. I have also a question about this animal that has been following us. Oh, that's Tony. Yeah, that's my son. It is very intimidating. No, no, no. He's a good boy. Oh, yeah. He's very intimidating, though. You're right on the money with that. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, like father, like son, I mean, right? that's part of the have reason to right. have a guard born skier. Okay. Just a joke. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> we have a guard born skier on the ship because the guard born skier is intimidating, and that's why we have it. And he's my so, son, and I love him. So, so. he's doing his job. Okay. So <laughs> are there special provisions that it requires? No. Yes, it needs room to run. Oh, sure. Well, the park. It needs... We, you we, a fire hydrant in that park that'd be great we need a, a place on the ship where not only we can exercise but we might be able to exercise this animal provisionally in between planets Ooh. and if there is a treadmill make sure that we can stop it ourselves and that it doesn't keep going and we get sucked into it and go around and around and around the treadmill if you'll consult this powerpoint presentation <laughs> that i've put together you'll see that i think a good ship would have a running track like this i see um and a dojo <laughs> As for, uh, you mentioned... A pot sink, a pot filler, yeah. Yes, all of your design requests immediately had to do with the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And it seems that the emotional attachment to your... Roosters, yeah. uh, I was going to say to your kitchen, or to your cat, seems to be kitchen-centric. Kitchen appliance technology. So I'm to understand that cooking is very important to all of you. Yeah. Well, I'd say it's very important to cat, and it's become important to us. Are there (laughs) other things that are important to you? Oh, a library would be great. So, obviously, we're we're part of a rebellion, so... Attack and defense, any sort of military operations. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. we need shields. It would be nice, and I don't know if it's possible. It would be nice if we could carry some sort of ordnance. Sleeping again. on this ship. We can launch proton torpedoes. If in the new design we could have something like that, that would be great. Proton torpedo. Okay. You have a small child. What, Two, but yeah. What, yes, what, correct. What are his requirements? Mostly the lizards, I think. He yeah, needs. He really needs those lizards. They should be a part of his environment oh yeah if we can incorporate the lizards into tamlin's room well actually i think this is a good time for tamlin to speak up unfortunately <laughs> good yeah let's let a child decide how we build our spaceship well, tamlin needs to know how his room is gonna be tamlin tamlin what come here we got an important question okay what 
Tamlin, what do you want your new room to be? No, you can't do that. You can't, you can't I want a do bunk that. bed! Okay, so a bunk bed. Oh, that'd be I mean, good that for you and Tony. That would be good for space requirements, yeah. I want an art corner. Okay, well. And a book nook. Those are different things. Yeah, oh, I'm well aware. Um, we mentioned the ballet bar. Do I get that in my room? Or do I, oh, that would, that would probably be in the dojo. What is a dojo? Yeah, uh, that's a place for physical training on board the ship, uh, but with a mirrored wall and wooden floors and a ballet bar. I do need a place for my pianos and my theremins. <laughs> <laughs> You do have a an instrument here. Yeah, that's a piano. I would really love it if that could be in the cockpit as well. So no, I would, no. Hold no. on, hear me out. I'd really love it if that could be in the cockpit as well, so I could play piano while I'm flying. That's exactly what I thought you were going to say, and no. I appreciate oh. you hear me it, out. So we need not just the common dining area to hang out, but we need some sort of physical training area. And I don't see why the musical instruments wouldn't be there as well. Mm. But as part of a rebellious army, we're going to need to do physical training on the ship. And it's very, very important for Tamlin. And if we could have in the library one of those globes that opens up and liquor is stored in it, that'd be really cool. Does that not defeat the purpose of the globe? Well, the purpose of the globe is to store liquor, but it's a, it's a like a it looks thing. like a globe on the outside. It's fancy. Our friend Jonathan has one, and it's very nice. <laughs> also, we just need a lot of hidey holes because this ship is still very <gasps> much Secret a smuggler. Secret passages! Well, not- oh, yeah. Well, in the library, there will be one book that you will pull, and the uh, bookcase will swing around and to a dungeon. bring you into a, yeah, a dungeon. And I'll also not use a the dungeon. dungeon. Well, no, It's not a sex dungeon. It's just a regular just dungeon. Just tell them to build a dungeon, and we'll see what happens. No, no. Can we have one dungeon and one sex dungeon? Don't say sex dungeon. They're obviously not going to build us a sex dungeon. I am dungeon. not going to build you one a sex dungeon, dungeon and one abstinence dungeon. Yes, build us an abstinence dungeon. I do not. Wait, Second, we get off this planet. Purpose of changing the... that abstinence dungeon. Why do you require a dungeon? You require a brig. Is that what you require? Well, whatever you want to call it. No, but yeah, I mean, where I mean, we do bounty hunt from time to time. It's so... a high risk place to have a sexual but it could Actually, <laughs> but it could actually be something like a closet that you know is easy to lock from the outside oh yeah lock from the inside too <laughs> and i mean gosh because here's the thing fellas if we build a brig on this ship i guarantee you we're gonna get locked in that brig. oh for sure Absolutely. that's why we'll each have a key we'll each have a key that we keep on us at all times and we'll i'll each... have a master key that locks it so nobody can <laughs> no, come in you will not maybe for your abstinence dungeon but for the regular dungeon we've moved it to an abstinence <laughs> closet I... we'll also probably keep like cleaning supplies in there your room can have as much weird sex <laughs> stuff as you want can be the abstinence dungeon and... trust me my room will not be the abstinence dungeon so a brig isn't a need what about armaments oh yeah probably so, you're the quartermaster oh now i'm the quartermaster you've always been yeah we're gonna need armaments and so, lots of places to hide stuff because we smuggle so starting with the blast boats regular armaments like a lot of that is stuff that i'd like to see in the later design i love having that laser turret i love having the ion cannons and again carrying the ordnance is good too i don't know it's practical though can you build a giant bayonet on the front of a ship that'd be cool what would be the purpose to ram into stuff that sounds quite dangerous it's incredibly dangerous yeah it's pretty cool right i was right we'll be getting near other people's ships though with as close to their ships as possible so we can slingshot siphoning energy siphoning the thing that we can actually do and i can slingshot the thing that we can actually do but have never done we will we've done it once before on making Mm. the outside out of hard materials okay we did it that's that's really good yeah uh energy siphoning from your 
your existing engine, okay? Does your professor require anything special? Lynn! Lynn! No, she is all good. She don't need... What is it? Oh, boy. Lynn, what do you need for the ship? What do you want? Soundproofing on Trist's room. Uh. Oh, burn! Burn, Lynn, I want you that too. you get back in here, you get a burn ball. <laughs> Thank you. Burn, I want that too. That's so, something I also want. So uh, professor mentioned having some kind of long-range scan. We're just calling her Professor now? Yes. Have we always? And I just didn't realize? I mean, it's a cool name, right? You're right, Gilligan. Um, Long-range scanners. Long-range scanners. Okay, we'll see what we have. That says quite an ask. It it, it is quite an ask, but, you know, if... Lynn has an amazing ask, and we have to appreciate that. And at least two and a half bathrooms. I think two and a half... We at least need two bathrooms. You currently have two bathrooms. Yeah, so the half would be for... Uh, We've got one and a half. That other bathroom doesn't have a shower or a bath. And it's mostly for storage. So it's a half bath. It's a half bath. So one and a half. So So we need two full bathrooms. Two and a half would be ideal. To, uh, we will see how many bathrooms we can work practically into the design. Okay. And if one of those bathrooms could have a community hot tub, that would be really great. It doesn't need to be a hot tub. It could just be a claw foot. I'm only going to max have one, two people in there with me. I was planning on having showers are the most economical design. Oh, I guess that's true. That works for me as well. For cleaning. These... Gives me, I think, what I need to work with, and I'm starting to understand your personalities. Cool. And anything else that we think of, we'll just, like, text you. (laughs) (laughs) If you give me your comms, we should be able to keep in communication up to Uh, We don't really give those out to people. I'll give you mine. Yeah, we'll give you the comms. (laughs) Okay. Wonderful. I trust you. All of you. We'll be in pretty much constant communication, though. Sounds great. Perfect. That works for us. This was a productive meeting. This was very productive. I think this is going to be great. Is there any more information you require about Nickel One, Roach G42, or Captain Drine? No, eh, we'll wing it. Curb appeal is important, too. We didn't really discuss what the outside is going to look like. But... Oh, my God. That is true because we are trying to build... A, a brand. A, a design with mass appeal. There and we understand that you all also want to put your like logo on it. You know, it should say, like, Roach somewhere. It will and... say Roach roach on the side that is non-negotiable <laughs> great but also we don't want it to be confused with honestly like the name of the ship usually is on the side of the ship it will say minoc roach no no no. here's what i'm thinking i think roach may be on the top of the ship roach minoc i what think that the, you put minoc a... on one side roach on on the other what side about real big the minoc and then underneath by roach the minoc by roach yes Ooh. let me check consensus Okay, but also, we have talked about this. Since we are upgrading the Minoc, we are going to um, be changing the name of it to the Myring. No, No, we're not. It's going to be called Son of Minoc. Veto! (laughs) Veto! It's called the Minoc. Son of Minoc. We are the Minoc. Minoc 2. I will back up. We're the Minoc? Yeah, we're the Minoc. Okay. Two Minoc, two Roach. You can put whatever you want on it, Uncle Lenik, but we are the Minoc. Also, if we could get vanity plates, that'd be great. Have you you thought of making a hood ornament for Roach. Or like a masthead. Just a giant masthead. You definitely need a logo. We will take that under advisement. All right. Wonderful. I will go and start working on some preliminary designs then. Great. Cool. We're going to make a phone call. Uh, Okay. Would you like me to be privy to this call? No. 
Yeah. I think it's going to involve some rebel activity that you may or may not want to take part in. You'd want plausible deniability, I think. I yeah. will not be aware of this. Also, if you could channel this through a secure line, if there's a secure... We do not. I know. I feel like how... that's on us. Okay, that's entirely but on us. And we refuse to do it. Barracks will not be aware of this, however. Okay. But Thank I... you. Goodbye. 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 All right. Yeah, we're going to paint over that for sure. Trista, oh yeah, definitely. Like, we're going to have an no, absolute dungeon. Trist dials the kyber crystals and sits down in the captain's <laughs> chair. We all get bleep, in a bleep, tableau. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Oh, yeah, what's our tableau? Trist in the chair. Lenik has, like, a tennis racket. Just a tennis racket? Bacta, Bacta is considering a shuttlecock. And Lynn's not in the room because she doesn't like to talk to the kyber well, crystals. Well, she's out doing research and mm-hmm. stuff. I, she doesn't even know you're making the call. That's true. Is Tamlin still here? He's back playing. Yeah, he and He's back outside. Out. Yeah. He's playing catch with Tony? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought he was practicing the piano, but yeah. Uh, uh, he's not very good. <laughs> We're on a phone call. <laughs> he is good. You just don't give him credit. He's fine. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Hello. Oh. Hello. Oh, all in sync. Yeah, we didn't oh, even yeah. practice. Yeah, we just, that was just something we kicked around. Where is Lynn? You know, Lynn, it's, if there's a book in the quadrant, she's, you know, got her uh, every nook and cranny. She's a uh, she's, professor stuff. It's your favorite wanted criminals. Hey, guess where we are? Uh, guess, 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 guess. Tagoria, where, no. where I sent you. No, not wrong, we, we're going wrong, there wrong. soon. Wrong. We made a road stop. Road. But we are stop. in a road to get there very quickly. You're in the road? System. We are in the road system. I'll give you that mulligan. We're getting a little bit of a ship upgrade. Mm -hmm. Oh, why? Because our ship's garbage. It's very small and we have like six people on board. Okay, that doesn't sound unreasonable. Cool. And while we're here, we're doing a job. You are headed to Tagoria, though. Yes, Yes, we we are headed to Tagoria. We will be there soon, but we have a little bit of a job here. If I had to guess, it'd probably take us 60 weeks or so. That sounds too much. 40 weeks? Bump that up to within the month. Well, well in your sure. time, in your time, you, that'll be that. But in our time, it'll like be 60 40, weeks. 40, 50 weeks. It, but in my time, a month. Yeah. We yeah. are yeah. here. Yeah, that's in your fine. time, a month. But our time, 40, <laughs> 50, 60 weeks. While we're here in the Roach system, we ran into a, or we're going to run across paths with a certain Captain Drine oh. of the Empire. And we're looking for any sort of uh, scoops, in- information that you might have on her because we're trying to manipulate her to leave the Roach system forever. So Hopefully you... bloodlessly, which I know is not both of our preferred method, if you know, but it's the method we're going on. Most afraid of. <laughs> Is it annoying sexual deviance? Is it ghosts? I don't know that, but I do know that she's the woman who's been trying to mind control those poor verpine. Mind control? What? End of episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, how about a dear Minoc letter? Dear Minoc. I work at an office with the rest of the... <clears throat> is this for all of us or for Cat? It's No, this is for the they ship. They would have said Cat. If it yeah. was for the ship, they would have said Cat. Well, no, this is for Minoc. So this it's is either... for the crew of the Minoc, I think. That's not what it says. It says, Dear Minoc. 
Could be for cat. I'm assuming it's for the ship. <laughs> I don't know that she'll answer unless it's cooking related, though. Okay, well, let's read through the question first and determine after that who it might be for. Back to, to cover our bases, at the end of the question, can you just put, like, four pie or something like that so that okay, it, it gives cat the option to answer? I can do that. I work at an office with the rest of my company, and at the end of the day, we exchange pleasantries, like saying goodnight and have a good weekend, etc. However, sometimes my brain interrupts these rote actions and tells me, blow them a kiss. I've never done it, thank the maker for impulse control, but fleeting thoughts spring into my mind up to a couple of times a month. <clears throat> How do I fight these thoughts down and make it go away? Or... Should I embrace this freedom from the norm and dive in? Signed, Nervous on the Boo about cake. No, well, don't end the signature line with about cake. You end the question with about cake. You no, just end it up with a food thing. All that tells Kat is that this person is nervous about cake. When who wouldn't be? It, exactly, because cake's a big responsibility. It's hard to make. Depending on how many layers you're making. I guess sometimes I'm like, what if, what if I pushed someone, you know? Right? Yeah, but they might get hit. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's why you don't often push someone. No, you're trying to do this to be funny. You're trying to do this to be malicious. Mm. What's the difference? Well, There's when... a big difference, and I want to hear it from Tamlin. Is it a hurt push or a ha-ha push? I don't know. It depends. Often ha-ha pushes can be hurt pushes. Yes, but if they're done with the intention of ha-ha, then there's no harm, no foul. No, that's not true at all. What? Of course what, if, it... what if I thought it would be a great big laugh to push you and you accidentally slipped and fell down the ramp of the Minoc and died? Did I bang my head in a funny way? Well, I intended to make you bang your head in a funny way, but you actually went to the end of the, the, the ramp of the Minoc and, and you died, and that wasn't very funny at all. So I did that. Yes. So it on sounds way, like I the took the joke too ramp, far. You took the joke too far in <laughs> Yeah, that? honestly, it sounds like you were going to do a funny push me down the stairs joke, and I had to go and try to make it about me, break my neck, and kill myself. I feel like... You did a good deed, and I did a bad deed, and that's how that goes. No, that, that, is, not, that is not how anything works. Of course it is. Do not listen to this. I wasn't. <laughs> I feel like I got it. It's just, like, that's what they're talking about, right? Like, push control. Yeah, like, sometimes you think that's the only thing that'll make you feel better. Like, pushing someone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's also, like, uh, more social consequences, because, like, blowing someone a kiss might have very few negative repercussions for the person who's had the kiss blown to them, but might come back on you in a pretty bad way. What? I think blowing someone a kiss is, is uh, it presumes a lot about the relationship. That's why you should wink instead. You feel like winking is, like, a dialed-back version of that? I do, especially if you're wearing an eye patch. Well, I'd say out of the people on the ship, you have the most experience winking. If I told someone, have a good night, and they winked at me, I'd assume they would be going home to masturbate. I think that's... That's your first assumption? If I say, have a good night, and someone goes... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's what they're doing. Trist, there are a bunch of times where I've tried to convey secret information to you by winking at you on missions. Yeah, you shouldn't be jerking off on missions, Bacta. <laughs> do that on the ship, okay? And Please don't do it on the ship. Please don't do it on the ship. I mean, that we, I do it. We, we, we all do it on the ship. We all do it on the ship. No, not we, all of us. Okay, Tamlin okay. probably doesn't, and maybe not Tony, but the rest of us do. He does. I've seen it. <laughs> 
All I'm saying is a wink, I feel like, is way more suggestive than a blown kiss. A blown kiss is very clear. What is... Wait, no! It what? Is, it's too clear. It's too clear. It's it specifically as clear as it needs to be. What information does that convey? Kiss. Yeah. Kiss. But sometimes I blow people kisses. Yeah, but you're a sweet little boy. Yeah, little boys can blow kisses. That's true. Little Mwah! baby boys can blow so many exactly. kisses. Exactly. Gosh. That's little really baby good. boys can blow kisses, and you can blow kisses at little tiny babies. <laughs> But adults can't blow kisses to adults, especially if they're just work friends. Oh, you know what? This person probably wants to, uh, uh, how do you say, uh, bang someone from their work. Okay. I'll They're getting you... this snap impulse to blow a kiss instead of saying goodnight. Hold on. But is that what they're saying? But, like, does one. Well, they to... all saying no. literally what he said. Well, yeah, but does that mean that they actually want to. Wanna, um... well, but it might be worth <laughs> examining, Tamlin. But I don't actually know that it does mean that. Well, listen, listen. I'm listening. Okay. Hi. Do you think that just because I want to, like, push people, does that mean that I want to hurt everyone? I don't think it means no, that. No, no, but. I don't think it but means that. But it might be worth the introspection, you know? Why? We're all, we're all. Why? Because if you don't Why? have the introspection, you can end up in a circumstance where you really want to hurt people and you haven't addressed those feelings at all. And it might come back to hurt the people around you. We're all constantly battling with the inner demons inside of us, Tamlin, okay? So, when you have an impulse to hurt someone, it's because you're an evil person. What? No! Well, no. Now, Tamlin, I'm a human, okay? And so I don't have the same anatomy as an alien like you. So I don't know for certain that you don't have evil inside your heart. Now, I know Tamlin to be a good person because he's fighting that evil, okay? We're all fighting that evil. It's a constant battle between good and evil waging inside of all of us. I thought he was sleeping and I... Walked in and he wasn't sleeping. Okay, I'll have. He like wasn't a, sleeping. Of course he wasn't, buddy. I'll like half agree with Trist on this, and that I just think it's worth examining your impulses and actions because if you don't and you keep doing them, you might get yourself in trouble. I don't know if that's how the brain works all the time, though. Well, it might not be. It might not be. You could just have an impulse every now and then, but it's never bad to check in with yourself. Mm, okay. Right, we Lenick. are who huh? we are. Never bad to check in with yourself. No, it's never bad to check in. See? I feel like we're making good progress right now. I'm just saying, like... if everyone wants to check in with themselves, do it in your own quarters no. so that no one else walks everyone in. Everyone dumps it on the ship. Not I everyone. get it. <laughs> and sometimes if you, you check in, you might be surprised what, what you find. Uh, okay. But this person was wondering about how to control those impulses. Yeah, so you wink. No, this person's doing a great job about controlling the impulses. They're just not doing it. They're not... You just use second thoughts, right? You just go with the second thought. You go, I shouldn't do that. But what if you have two bad impulses in in a row? I mean, you might want to break it down to third thoughts, but Tamlin's right. You check yourself before you wreck yourself. I've never heard that before. What I do, uh, and I call this the Trist Valentine method... Whenever I am racked with an impulse to do a certain thing, I always do it. But <laughs> if that doesn't work for everyone, because some people don't want to be successful in this life, then what you should do or what you can do and what I have seen other people do is carry around a bottle or a napkin with you. And when you have the urge to say something that you probably should say, but you're too afraid to say, whisper it into the bottle. Um. Spit it into the napkin. I just, instead of doing the thing that I know is a not nice thing to do, I just don't do it because I yeah, know 
know you, that it's not nice. Every time you have those thoughts, you save it up and you store it inside of you until it builds up so big that you can't that, hold it in anymore. I don't think that. And then it you let it all up. out at once. It doesn't build up though. For some people, it might build up. I, I feel like this person has been having these impulses more and more. And you know, if it's something that you find that you're really focusing on and obsessed with, maybe it's time for some self-examination and you could get some help from your friends who really love and care about you. I think Tamlin's okay. You can just let intrusive thoughts go. They don't have to be a big deal that sticks around with you. Well, you do a lot of meditation, Tamlin, and I don't think everyone comes at it from that angle. Oh, okay. Yeah, sometimes thoughts are just things that come around and they're with you and then you can just let them be with you and then let them go. That's from that cartoon that you've been watching. Yeah! Here's what you do. This weekend when Anne walks past your desk and says, have a good weekend, you wheel your chair around you say, you know how I could have a good weekend, Dan? No. Is if we went home right now in an Uber or a Lyft, do you think we'll get paid for that? We definitely won't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe if they use a promo code. Like, space cars. Promo code space cars. If we went home right now in an Uber or a Lyft and I took you into my bed and we didn't get out of that bed all weekend, we were just kissing, hucking, sucking and no. <laughs> no. all weekend long. And then when I got back in here on Monday, you said, why don't we do the whole thing all over again? That's what you say to him. Probably going to ruin the working relationship. That's, Maybe. That's definitely but sexual harassment. you miss every shot you don't take. You know, that reminds me of an audio book I listened to on Audible. Space you, Audible. You listen to a lot of really raunchy stuff. Provo well, Space Car. Yeah. Guys, we, we have that meal that was shipped to us at a very reasonable price that we all have to prepare together. So I think we should do that and then try on a new underwear. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't know if I'm ready to cook a meal because I'm a little full because I did eat a bunch of snacks that were also shipped here. They're healthy. They were great. Well, if you have too many snacks, you can always ship them back and you don't even have to pay for postage. (laughs) You can print the postage right from the comfort of your own home. (laughs) Cereal. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Campaign. The Curve of the Minoc will be back again next week. Before I leave you, first... Let me tell you about one of our affiliates. One Shot is an actual play podcast that records improvisers, game designers, and other notable nerds playing RPGs. Every month brings a new game and a cast of players in a self-contained adventure. The Campaign Podcast is a One Shot Podcast Network production. Bacta is performed by James D'Amato, who can be found on Twitter at at OneShotRPG, or on his podcast, The One Shot Podcast. Trist Valentine is performed by John Patrick Cohen, who can be found on Twitter at at JPSofly or on stage with Devil's Daughter at IO Chicago. Lena Gilo is performed by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at at Johnny and Briefs or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball, or on stage with Houndstooth at the Bug House Theater. I'm Kat Cool, and I can be found on Twitter at at Wolves are Cool, with cool spelled like my last name, K-U-H-L, or at at Campaign Pod for the show. The Star Wars Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and Force and Destiny role-playing games belong to Lucas Books and Fantasy Flight Games. Finally, all music on the show is performed by the Snowdens of Yesteryear, who can be found at thesnowdensofyesteryear.com or on Spotify, iTunes, and most streaming music services. Until next time, peace is a lie. There is only passion. 